episode 132 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan, myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, <laughs> I, I, you're sitting, you're just sitting in your wee your willy chair there, I see, eh? Uh, yeah, bonsoir, Kyle. <laughs> I'm not, you know, we, we just had a chat offline, like, uh, and, and, you know, there's not really much Tom's Tom's got in his, his wee box there, you know. I wouldn't say wee box, but you're... Uh, He's just sitting in a chair. That's it. I've got like, yeah, so good evening, Kyle, good evening, listeners. You know, it's uh, I was saying to Kyle, we didn't, firstly, happy new year to everyone. This is the first podcast of the new year. <laughs> it's happy new year. Especially yeah. to 2021. We didn't podcast last week because I didn't have any broadband. And anyway, I've, I've, I've actually, this is my commitment to the listeners. I've bought a bunch of data. So this is all on my phone bill. This is what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> but I've got nothing. I've got no broadband, no sofa, no TV, no bed. Like, I spent all weekend under quarantine, not quarantine, under COVID confinement. You know, you can't really do much. I'm sitting on this dining room chair. That's all I've got. We didn't send out a sofa. Like we're, we're, we're just going to buy a sofa out here, which we have, but it's on order. So sitting in a dining room chair, like <laughs> I find myself occasionally lying on the floor because it's like, it's more comfortable than sitting on the chair. <laughs> got back from my run yesterday and I was just like, lying on the rug. That's, 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 that's all I can do right now. So yeah, have you got a foam ruler or anything there, a cushion I, there. Uh, yeah, I've got a cushion. I've got a couple of pillows and like I've got like I've got a duvet in that. It's not it's not that bad, but it's. Uh, I tell you, I, all I can see is your head and your shoulders, and your posture looks terrible. That it is like I'm gonna looking at you right now. Like I'm gonna you know, show. He's... I don't know if you can see, Cal. That's my table. Oh yeah, that's a box. <laughs> God. A moving box, so yeah, oh, this is so yeah, the, this it's it's, it's but, uh, you know, every like, try you know, we try and be positive. Other it's uh 2021, we're gonna get this is uh, we're we're all positive here on TRS now. Um, and yeah, getting I'm back in Paris compared to last weekend, I'm back uh, on running some new routes, so yeah, it's it's good. How about you? How's the how's 2021 started for you, Cal? 2021, 20, oh God, it's uh, well. I mean, we're we're back in, in we're all back in lockdown, really, and um, confined to my home at the moment. Um, but it's been all right, you know. I mean, as I was like, like we, you, you, Tom, in, in the TRS ethos is we want to keep things positive and taking as much positive as we can from it. I suppose you know, from a running standpoint, it's it, it has given me the opportunity to really think about what my goals are going to be, like what. You know, A, B, and C goals are going to be, and and maybe a couple of A goals that that may change based on the the current circumstances, based on my training. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of things, hopefully, that I can I can really get excited about. Um, I've spoke to my coach Lewis a couple of last week, um, just to kind of give him a just just let him, let him know that I'm ready to go again. You know, I'm ready to get get back training properly. Um, so we've kind of laid out and, and really firmed up what the training's going to be like now. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting stuck in and and really just, uh, yeah, just getting, I mean, I'm not going to say getting the miles in because I think, you know, I'm I'm a vet now, you know, and as you are, Tom, and I want to kind of try and, as, as I say, every every episode, just, I want to be running till I'm 60, 70 years old, you know, I, I want to be uh Still, still mixing it up there, you know. Even if it means age groups rather than overall placings. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really focusing on mainly quality now and just really looking after my body and um, 
And yeah, you're only 35, so, mate. Come off it. But I don't Come off it. it. This is this uh, is. I mean, I mean what are you doing? Fifty. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the way you're sitting right now, Tom. Sometimes, eh? It's, uh, yeah. This is yeah. My back. I'm, I'm going to have to lie down after to help my back. Oh, I know. Yeah. Just lie down and just talk. You know, be fine. I don't have to see your face. So what, so what are you training for then? What's the what are the 2021 goals? What's I first? Mean, well, the first thing it's. There's, I'm still trying to focus on something in April. Um, I, I mean, I don't think there's any. You'll know, Tom. Is any major marathons happening or anything in April? I mean, there's, there's a couple. I mean, <laughs> Wrexham, very true. Like, there's not going to be any mass races for a while. Like, so it's going to be a low key. Um, uh, maybe not a low key, but a, a lower, um, less less numbers in, in the race. Mm-hmm. Whether that whether that's a lower profile event and I'm going for just a time, um, then then or it's a high profile event, just a select number of runners in it. Who knows? Um, but the the one I'm still focusing on is the, the hundred mile track event. Uh, I haven't entered yet, so I mean I'm saying that I should really check to see if there's entries for it. And when is that? April. That's in April, the twenty yeah. sixth of April. So that gives me a good sort of fourteen weeks to train and get quite fit and hopefully get race specific for that and um, the, the other thing is like this this time around i'm not just going to focus my training just on solely on an ultra i'm going to try and focus on being a bit more all-rounded again so really just you know, put it in stages so each week i might almost periodize my training for each week so i might one week do like 10k 5k specific work and then the week after that would be kind of half marathon marathon and then the week after would be like an ultra type um week and then the following the fourth week would be like a kind of take you know a takedown kind of week um just dropping the mileage down and, and focusing on on kind of quality so um so yeah i just want to kind of keep my options open so just train fairly general but specifically mm-hmm. to something and if things change and I, I can just quickly react to that and and you know if i'm wanting to say right there's a marathon the only option really at the moment is a marathon. I'm in good shape, right? Let's do a four-week block of marathon training, knowing that I've mm-hmm. done some marathon-specific work in the last sort of 12 to 16 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, or if there's an ultra, like it might be there's 100K, the 100K champs, uh, there's talk of that in May. Hopefully try and, you know, work towards that if, if the April race doesn't uh, happen. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of different things. Like, um, you know, I was hoping to potentially look at even like a FKT. If there's no races, like maybe do an FKT or something, or, or do something like that. That's that that's exciting. Or uh, maybe not quite a, a 24 hour treadmill challenge. But I mean, another thing, like I, I really want to do a, a 24 hour race. But um, I don't know. There's 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 lots of opportunities. But at the moment, there's the way things are in, in four or five months time, there might not be those opportunities, but we've got to be realistic and, and optimistic as well. Eh? So, yeah. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at Tom. And, and, you know, I've put, put together quite a few sessions the last kind of couple, you know, couple of weeks since we last jammed into the podcast and yeah, I'm quite happy with where I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm not super sharp. I'm not, I've definitely need to work my way back up to, a good volume of, of miles, not not a huge amount, but I've been really just hitting about 30 miles a week in the last kind of three months or so. So, you know, I, I really, last week I doubled that, even hit about 70. Uh, 
and got a couple of like tempos in, you know, 10 mile tempos and uh, did some kind of 400s, 15 times 400s yesterday. And, you know, 10 of them were at 10k pace, kind of short recovery. And then five were really a little bit faster, about 5k or faster pace with a longer recovery and felt all right, you know, nothing special, but we're onwards and upwards, Tom. So nice. that's my ramble there, eh? That's good. Well, it sounds like at least it's a plan, and hopefully, I mean, I think I'm. I think April races might come together. I think March is probably a little early. I think looking at the state we're in, um, I think this time though we'll be quicker to get races back. I think that there's a there's a pathway to racing now in terms of approvals and and and, and whatnot. So you know, it wouldn't be that outrageous to put an April a, a, a March race on. You know, I think I think uh, with you know. People not being allowed to travel outside their own uh, areas and whatnot, and I can't see. I think that might go on until February. I think February races are a bit, un, a bit uncertain. Um, although having said that, I was saying to Cal before we came on, I've got a race line. I've got a race lined up for a week on Sunday. <laughs> the <laughs> yes. departmental uh, cross country championships. So yeah, competing uh, in the in the uh, the seventy fifth department, which is Paris, in the uh, in those champs. So. We'll see. That'll be. Uh, we'll see if we can. If I can get that race in, I, whether it happens or not, I don't know. But it is still technically on. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll maybe next week I'll, I'll give it or at the end of this, the show I'll give a wee update on mine. But the main thing this week actually we've got we've got uh, we've got a really interesting guest joining us this week, um, which we've been lining up for a few weeks now. Uh, Edinburgh sees Peter Simpson is joining us. So Pete's got an amazing story, um, and. You know, rather than me tell it, I'm going to bring Pete in and he can tell it himself. So uh, let me admit this. We're going live again, bringing Pete in during the call. And here he is. Hey, Pete, how are you doing? Welcome to TRS. Oh, it's uh, a mute jobby again. You're on mute again, Peter. I say again. Uh, <laughs> it's every every interview, every guest, including <laughs> myself, every episode, I'm always on mute. Eh? So, I'm so used to hearing Peter, you're on mute again. There's no real surprise <laughs> enough. Another work meeting, so I How are you doing there? Yeah, not too bad. You good, uh, good. I'm I'm loving your back. I'm loving the, the backdrop. There's some that is a very that's a, a class uh, zoom. It's uh it almost looks like you've used a virtual background. I've, you've got a really nice setup there. I've got to mix it up a bit, yeah. Like everyone gets sick of bookcases and stuff, so it's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is effectively my office or it has been since March, so it's well might as well like yeah, make it look in a man cave when I'm here. So it's I love it. I, I you know, my my background, I look like a s I don't know why I'm looking blue. I look like a smurf for some reason. <laughs> uh, so well it's, thanks for coming on the show, Peter. It's uh, it's great to to finally get you on the show, we, we've been lining you up for trying to line you up for the last couple of months. But with Tommy moving away and things like COVID and stuff hitting by and taking yeah. a bit of a sabbatical, it's it's been a while. But it's been uh, a weird month since you first got in touch. <laughs> it has, eh? It's crazy. But anyway, we've, we, I mean, you're firstly you're a Thursday man, aren't you? I am indeed. Yeah. Well, I'm from a small village called Holker, which is just near Thursday. Because you guys are northerners as well, you might actually. Right. Have, yeah. yeah. More specifics and no, because you'll know. I presume you know Andy Douglas from your mountain running. I'm um, yeah, so on the same street as him. Oh wow, so, small yeah. world. Is Matt Sutherland Great. not from uh, Thurso as well? Yeah, he's from up that way too. Um, and there's a few of us. Not too much to do up there, so we might as well go <laughs> run. Just go go run. 
<laughs> so I mean, we I think that let's we'll go, maybe come to your background in running, but we I mean you're and you're one of those names that I've kind of like you know you get you kind of have a good handle on everyone in and around similar ability to yourself on the on the sort of Scottish running circuit. So I you know the sort of Enbracy, Pete Simpson, you kind of know the name. But it was only this I we saw this the article from Scottish Athletics actually it was you know mm-hmm. um, written up by John Lennon actually a clubmate of yours I believe. Um, who was uh, sharing your story this year. So um, really quite uh, remarkable, you know, what happened at London and then obviously what's happened, then your, your comeback since. So maybe you could take us through the London itself and the, that, that day. Yeah, it's, it's hard going back to that day because I'll have to give you a bit of a spoiler alert and that I can hardly remember any of it whatsoever. But really? Oh, i probably, I guess, going into the background. So... I started running relatively late, like when I was younger at school and uni, it was more kind of like football and rugby team sports that I did. Then I graduated, they become a bit of a pain trying to organise things with like 10 people. So I kind of got into running and just gradually built up. So I think I joined Edinburgh EC maybe around 2012 and kind of built up the distances to do the 5k, 10k half marathon and kind of fancy giving the big one the crack managed to kind of get one of the club places uh, in London. And yeah, basically the training had all been going okay. So I think at that time, say my PB, maybe half marathon was just over 80 minutes. Um, so I think I'd kind of gone out in London, feeling pretty good about kind of getting it under three hours at the first time. And yeah, it was all looking that way until Buckingham Palace kind of, 500 metres to go. I think I was on course to do about 2.52. Um, but yeah. right at that moment, yeah, I suffered a sudden cardiac arrest. Um, and that's just replaying it back because it's weird in that I just can't remember hardly any of the race or that day at all. Like, I can vaguely remember getting to the start line. I can remember I was allowed to go on the tube for free, so that's showing the Scotsman to me. I can... Yeah, the wee uh-huh. penny things on the morning and actually getting there. I can remember that and kind of milling around the start a little bit, but then uh, the entire race, there's just nothing at all. The kind of first things I vaguely remember is eventually coming through the hospital a day or so later. And, yeah. But it's, I mean, it's, it, I'll be honest, it's, I mean, I'm so, it's so great to, you know, we, can, we come back to your, your return to mind, the fact that you're, you're fit and well is the, is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. It's such a frightening thing to hear you know um you know what are you 34 um yeah yeah i mean and, and yeah. obviously you're in good t- in good shape and i mean i guess from a in terms of a sharing with the listeners is there anything that any i mean do you have you had any uh, insights into the mm. into into it and you know any potential like causes or yeah because i think you always get the element of hindsight looking back don't you so i think yeah if I probably go back to the kind of autumn season just before that, where I started to run a lot of PBs, but then, like a lot of runners, you get this slight addictive element to how can I take another small chunk off that. So I really started kind of calorie counting with a bit too much detail, like really taking down detailed notes, yeah, really tracking it too hard, and the weight got too low. I'm so I remember at the end of that season, I was just feeling rubbish by the end of it. I think at the time I put it down to doing a little races, maybe not quite recovering enough. 
but yeah, I think is oh, it RAIDS is a kind of acronym behind a lot yes. of that where you just aren't taking in enough fuel yeah. for what your body needs. That I don't know, but this is when I plot back in my own head what might have initially kind of triggered all of this. That kind of feels like potentially a starting point. Um, the cardiac arrest itself, there is potentially a few triggers behind it. I'm yeah. I kind of wrote I wrote a full blog about it, and one they did identify was kind of iron deficiency with my blood count at the time. Yeah. Um, but they explained me quite well is that it's almost like a car running out of petrol, and that you're not really aware of the problem until. It just kind of happens in that the red blood cells are to feel kind of your heart needs. And then once it's not there, it just kind of it goes. I'm, so what else to learn is, well, yeah, I guess it's quite hard as well. When you're marathon training, you're kind of like, well, I'm quite knackered, but yeah. you're running like 60, 70 miles a week. It's always going to be the case. But yeah, we do it's a check. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's, and to be so, so late. I mean, Buckingham Palace. That's uh, you know, it's yeah. that's. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's 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 absolutely. I mean, it's frightening to think that that can happen and out of yeah, nowhere. And you know, as you say, if hindsight is is, mm. is 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 always is always twenty twenty. Um, and 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 you mentioned something interesting there. When you woke up in hospital a few days later. So how how long were you were you out for? I mean, unconscious. Um, I had come around actually just before that. So. I think initially, yeah, the cardiac arrest there. Move on, actually, quickly. They did say it's relatively common for it to be near the end. So I think, okay. like I said, I don't really remember, but you get kind of natural, natural adrenaline surge kind of at that point. So I think what one of the okay. cardiologists said was that might have kind of given us a release for all this energy kind of the heart needed. And it just wasn't there because mm. everything was kind of running on empty by that point. And... Um, but yeah, because I think, and they have paramedics kind of right near Buckingham Palace because it's one of the highest risk points of the course. So yeah. in a way, it was pretty lucky it happened kind of where it did rather than earlier on in the course or yeah, somewhere else. Um, but anyway, yeah, they were able to do the CPR kind of there and then, which quite possibly did kind of save me. And yeah, and they kind of took me straight to the hospital I think kind of put me in an induced coma that night I'm I did come around that night but my short-term memory kind of took almost another day to properly come back I'm that was a cardiologist they're quite good for their analogies and that when you're starting to come back around there's almost like a computer rebooting so okay. you know, back in the days, you'd switch one on and you'd see all that kind of MS-DOS code and stuff in the background <laughs> before the interface comes on and stuff. And that was kind of the same things in that short-term memory, for whatever reason, isn't one of the most essential things when your body was getting up and running. So, yeah, it was quite weird. And my folks had managed to come down to London uh, I, after like when it happened. One of my brothers was there as well. So, yeah, but look into talking to me about the stuff about food that I'd eaten that, but I just would have no no memory of thought whatsoever. It'd be kind of like, well, how was your dinner? And it's like, I don't think I've eaten anything for dinner yet. And then yeah. But it was just then gradual over time, like it just it did start to slowly and surely come back. And mm-hmm. I, 
I think I was only there maybe just about a week in total, I think, before they discharged me. So okay. Mm. Yeah. So that's uh, I mean, you know, like if you don't mind, like how how's the recovery been? You know, like how, how I take it you're you're now kind of fully recovered and um, yeah, fingers back. crossed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, good, good. Um, you also, sorry. No, no. What are you going to say, sir? No, I was going to say. I mean, you do just subconsciously you do have half mind on it more now yeah. than I previously would as well. And I guess as well as lucky being in a running club, so all my friends at Edinburgh AC. I guess if we're at a track session or whatever, you're naturally just going to keep half now more for kind of someone fear who's some what's happened to me. Is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. like that, you know, it, it must be like like we said, it's such a scary thing to, to happen. To mm. you know, I, I take it as well. You've not had any like things that were triggered before, but could, if you don't mind, you know, it's not really a well-spoken subject as as Reds and and mm. you know, are you are you what are you able to share like a little bit about that because it's something in Scott in, in Africa athletics in yeah. general really it, it, it's it's not just it affects um you know both males and females and, mm. and i think initially it was it's very much it's all females but it's, it's males as well and um you know are you, are you able to kind of just tell us yeah. a little bit about that because in a way i'm kind of fortunate with that as well and i don't think i did have an eating disorder or anything as such it just was more that kind of yeah, I guess that kind of obsessive element of just always wanting to, what little margins could I do to just try and, yeah, inch so much out of the time, kind of every, yeah, every second of a PB yeah. means something to us. And then I think when it got to, it was weird. I remember it was on holiday in Italy, the, the 5K park run in like about 21 minutes or something, which granted, no, for some people that'd be really quick, but my PB at the time would be kind of near 17 and, I knew that 21 physically was about, I couldn't have done it any better that day. Oh, really? And that kind of hit home at that point. It's like, well, you need to sort out your eating. And I think because I didn't have a disorder or anything, it was, yeah, it was quite simple. I was quite fortunate in that side. And that, that wasn't really an issue for me. And that it's, it just quite made me realize it's like, no, you have to take on board more food because mm-hmm. of time. Yeah, it's there, it's slower. So, like, you know, kind of fast forward the recovery phase. Um, you know, how how did that look for you in terms of you know getting your, your firstly your kind of everyday life and, and mm. work and and then also just the transition from from kind of rest full rest to active recovery to to then you know looking at at doing you know, training training back to normal again. What, what yeah, because. It was quite weird because I guess it was probably a month of just total inactivity of just lying around and stuff as you just completely wasn't used to. So there was actually that initial kind of boredom element to get over in that. Yeah, yeah I like getting about and doing stuff and just lying around watching telly just wasn't uh, for me. Um, and the initial recovery as well from the, the CPR on the chest, the actual trying to recover from that was just unbearable like the doms from doing the marking were bad enough but then (laughs) if i move anywhere onto the chest because it literally is just like people being pounding your chest for a good few minutes yeah so it was you're kind of lying down it's like any movement in any direction was kind of sore i'm but it all kind of went okay so i i went back back up north i had to first so for the kind of first week and a bit of the recovery just to 
I play the sympathy card with the parents and stuff and really <laughs> hang off as much as I could in the first way and then quite right. Quite, I guess like everyone, I did just want to kind of get back in the swing of things as much as possible. So I was back at work relatively soon. And I think it had been such a serious health incident as well. It kind of helped that I got appointments with all the specialists like really early on. And he had a cardiologist I saw at the Western General Edinburgh. He was really good in that. And he kind of got that getting back to doing some running was pretty important for the mental side of the recovery yeah. as well as the physical. Because like, I think you get a lot of people just say it's like, no, you can't do anything. But yeah, it's the health benefits aren't just physical from doing running. It is that mental kind of getting away like this kind of world right now when you're just stuck in the same place all the time. Um, mm-hmm. So it was good having an expert like that to kind of help come up with a step-by-step plan um, of how to do it. Um, Did you have to attend any uh, cardiac rehab classes with, you know, the some of the some of the older folk, or was it just... Um, nah, it was just that one thing. It was, it was yeah. nice and babysit. I do remember my first, doing the first 4K after was just quite weird doing some running, and I was just like, nip out the flat, pop to the nearest park to your lap and come back. Yeah. Um, I've probably got more messages after that run than any other run I've ever I'll done. I'll bet you did, yeah. <laughs> the good Strava no. one to get up, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. One thing that I, I mean, so, and again, you know, we talk about, you know, the comeback. For that to happen, that's April 2019, the mm. London. And so what's amazing then you, you know, we'll come to the, the, the virtual year, which we, the last year, but October 2019, You've not only late, you've gone for the really brave decision to start marathon training again, and you've gone and run two fifty four at Rannick, which is so that's incredible. So, how how did you feel about? Re, I mean, your first long run, the first actually towing the line at a marathon, running the marathon. What um, emotionally? How was how was that? It did, yeah. It helped that I built up to it step by step. So it was like going through the whole running season. There was quite a good element of it, and I was just turning up to races and not being that bothered about the times. I kind of knew that there's no way I can get a PB at any of these. So it was kind of, I initially chipped away at kind of 10Ks going from like 40 minutes down to, I think I maybe did one about 38 just before it. I'm turning up at Rannoch. I don't, the day before all felt quite calm. And then I guess the morning there was a bit of nerves, but not too much worse. Then the usual marathon, it was, yeah, I'd kind of said to myself and that, do take this quite slow and was doing all these just little memory tests during the race to make sure like the short-term memory was functioning all the way through. So okay. you just do little things like say, asking some random spectator some question that's like, right, in a mile's time, you have to answer that same question again. And mm. it kind of all felt okay, I guess, then just going through the course yeah, and kind of breaking it down I know 254 doesn't sound that much slower than, say, around about the 250 was on the London, but it's enough in that it was a comfort pace where, mm-hmm. yeah, and the stock. There was sort of things in the, the smaller field all helped as well, where it was maybe less intense in the environment turning up as well. I think that's, a, a, that's an incredible, you know, what an incredible comeback. I mean, talk about comebacks. Like, mm. I've not, I've not heard many comebacks like that. You, you had a heart attack, and you, 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 you get, you then came third, two fifty four in a marathon. Like, 
That's that's incredible, man. You it know, was the, yeah, it was the it really helped as well, and because the third place wasn't something I'd really thought about at all whatsoever. It was just kind of like we'll turn up, just we'll first and foremost make sure kind of go around with no issues and stuff. And it was one of those gradual ones that been maybe around the outskirts of the top ten, but then you know it's just so much more mentally a bare feeling when you're kind of picking people off, and then I think that helped as well just with the distracting stuff. And then when I got into fifth place, and it's I knew there was two people running as a duo just ahead of me, so it, yeah, it did just oh, maybe take the mind off the pressure a little bit as well, and then yeah, wow. I, and like I said earlier, the little test when I knew the mind was still working all the way through it was yeah, it did just help. And you, I guess you do when you're recovering from anything, you do need things to aim for as well, and mm-hmm. yeah, I guess when it came, good luck. Rannick is a half marathon the same day, so it had been that was an initial kind of contingency as well where. If it gets a week or two before it and it's too risky, then mm-hmm. you can duck out and do that. But yeah, yeah, oh, it's it's nice. and I can still remember all that race almost frame by frame, the complete opposite from London. And especially, it does almost like a little rectangle then, so you're quite conscious for a good couple of minutes, kind of when you're coming into the finish. And nice, yeah, it's almost like if I could relive any five moments of my life over and over again. It definitely it would be the end of that race. It was like as well as kind of getting third place and a good time, it was just like, yeah, like per any training block, you think back to all the kind of the months of every session and stuff you've done and then I probably more so from what had happened and the attempt before that. So now good for you, mate. I mean to, to go for that again, that's that's uh, a lot of people would shirk it and 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 not I think that's that's amazing. And and uh I understand that you then I mean we you know virtually Virtual races are one thing, but I have a virtual marathon, I do tip my cap. You've gone and run 245, well. not only virtually, but you've lapped the meadows. <laughs> yeah, twice. I need more imagination, I think, but yeah. That's you did it twice? Now, sorry. Yeah, so it was, I mean, it was a bit by necessity both times in that. I'd got an entry back to do London in April 2020, and... When did that get cancelled? It would have been around about March or something. Um, yeah, last before it starts. <laughs> yeah, I think at that in the 2020 April, it really had been. I really wanted to do a marathon on one the marathon weekend. It would have been the kind of one year since the time of before, yeah. and it's quite hard. I can't remember the exact lockdown rules at the time, but it kind of so the meadows in Edinburgh is pretty close to where I live. And it had a similar thing to Loughranach in that it was quite close. So if it wasn't feeling right, I could have bailed and just kind of gone back to the flat or whatever. But yeah, and I so did that in April. Was it the first one in 2.48 something, I think? And then I had the month off and we got to like June, July. Everything started opening up and all the world was looking good again. So I started another marketing training block originally with the rescheduled London for October in mind um, but my backup was to go back to Lochranach again which was maybe like a week or two after when the London one should have been mm-hmm. and that had all been looking good we'd kind of got the messages saying we think we can do Lochranach in a socially distant way it should be fine but then it was three weeks before when it was supposed to be it got officially cancelled and then it was at that point where I was like, oh, I'm just about to start the taper. I've done the whole training block. So, yeah, it was kind of, 
I got to the point where I really did feel peak fitness, kind yeah. of back, back ahead of probably before London the first time. And then I was kind of like, well, where can I do this kind of as quickly as possible? And I guess there was a lot of the same reasons the Meadows made sense last time before in that it's close, it's totally flat. There's little points in it I know from running it so often where you can leave kind of energy gels and stuff. So, yeah. That's cool. And I don't... People always say it was so boring as well, but I don't know. There's something about a lap course. I found mentally going through it, it kind of helped in that. Same when you got about 10k after the marathon left, but it's it's four or five laps relative to the 14 you've just done. So it's... Mm. Yeah, I can't convince anyone that it was a good place to do it, but... I, I could, I could well, I mean, treadmill challenge it's nothing like I shouldn't yeah. <laughs> the idea of being on a treadmill for more than like one hour would be too much for me so I that's brilliant so what's uh, you know like obviously you're back to full health now and um, and are you you know just in general like how has your mindset changed or you know from before the you know the, the you know the instant and post post instant are you are you um mm-hmm. or the experience you had i mean do you do you go into things differently do you have you got a, a different outlook on life or what's yeah, what's yeah. for you i mean yeah completely i mean i think anything like that does change you a lot i think from a kind of social point of view, it really does hammer home I guess the importance of like running clubs and community and yeah. friends and family and stuff like that as well. Like yeah. you don't get over these things so and it's yeah. I mean a big support network is really key to yeah. all that as well. And yeah. Yeah. Because they can see the other sides as well, where it's like like my family would be more they don't really do as much running or that, so they might be on the more the cautious side fairly and then the running community might kind of know like I talked about earlier the kind of mental and health benefits of doing it and mm-hmm. help with that as well and, you know like I say, so how looking how important all of that yeah yeah improved me a lot and I probably have gotten more involved just for helping out and stuff in the club as well it's like you can see that I've benefited so much from it and yeah you want to try and do that as well I guess other sides of it you do it makes me get a set back from PBs and stuff as well. And that I kind of know, obviously, immediately after it happened, it's kind of like, well, you'd have told me at that point I'd be doing, well, just marathons again. That'd be brilliant. So it's then, obviously, it's great when you do get a PB, but I think, I guess, less hung up maybe when a session doesn't go well or, mm. yeah, it's like, in the end of the day, you're always better off when you've come home that night having done something. So it's... Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean that—that's—that's that's one thing that you, you know you do really well is is um is volunteering. I mean, you, I think you ran the volunteer of the year, did you? I did. Yeah. What was that? Was that, that the trophy? Was thankfully, because we couldn't actually have a face-to-face giving, so I managed to yeah keep nice. a lot more. So I do yeah I do a lot of the kind of club handicapping in race So it's okay. I, that thankless task. I know if you've probably done similar things for Metro, where it's like the only race of the year where everyone tries to like go for a worst 5k time initially, where everyone's just in this disbelief. <laughs> it's like, I can't do that. I mean, yeah, the list of excuses I've probably got. Yeah, we'd sell oh. a book one time. And if ever anyone does need an excuse for running a slow 5k, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure I've heard it before, but. <laughs> no, it was good. And then we had like a virtual running series uh, last summer. 
which was really good. I can organize a lot of that, just kind of six races or six distances where you basically just went out the distance over a week, wherever you could, whenever you could, to just keep everyone doing stuff and keep everyone involved. And uh, and that was good as well. It's just interacting with everyone in the club as well. And I like the volunteering element and having both the kind of fastest time element and the handicap time element to it as well um, that's great. yeah it's home of running as well and it's a good sport for I think everyone no matter how good you are you do acknowledge yeah. someone running a PB like the effort that goes into that and it's no one kind of turn the nose down on it yeah. if that makes sense it's yeah, yeah. it was yeah. really good for that too and... yeah well, before... I, sorry, yeah. sorry well, Tom, I was going to say well before, I mean before we take on some fatly questions to get these, uh, to get to find out a bit more about you, one, what would be the advice you would leave then, listeners with, uh, based on your experience? And that's, you know, I say that as someone who's, you know, similar mm. age, similar profile, looking at you, similar build, and it's it really strikes home that you can, that, you know, it, it can happen to anyone. So, what would your advice be? Yeah. It's a tricky one to try and get into a nutshell. I think I was trying to go back to the whole. So, so I guess with the initial reds, it's like maybe don't ignore the warning signs or if something doesn't feel right, just speak to a doctor. The worst that's going to happen is they just tell you there's nothing to worry about. I'm. I think that speaking to a doctor is a sound one, and I think uh, yeah, I, I actually I think it's. As Kyle said something interesting about you know reds, you know it's both men and women. I think it applies to everyone that people should never be afraid to to just do it, as you say to go and check something out. Um, uh, you mm. know maybe nothing and yeah, I think that's solid advice. Because yeah, and there's no reason to be embarrassed about any of this stuff like that or the heart issues as well. I guess that's a thing as well. Like, don't be afraid to ask people's advice and stuff where it's like. Yeah, ask them to keep an eye out for your training or whatever. It's mm-hmm. yeah, every runner I've never met anyone who's not happy to kind of share their tips. Everyone's gone on a slightly different journey, but yeah, yeah, there's similar experiences there, and yeah, and it's and I guess the other side as well, but just don't be too hard on yourself at times. But it's like whenever you run a race, if it's half a minute, a minute slower than what you set to achieve. It's not a big deal. You've still done it far quicker than people who haven't turned up in the first place. So it's yeah, yeah. It's trying not to get bogged down and stuff. Maybe it doesn't go quite according to plan as well. Mm. Um, it's also finding out your why, isn't it? Like why do you run, and mm. and that can change through time. I've spoke to, I've said it in the podcast many times. My why has changed very mm. often. You know, this year it's probably different. Much more about just getting out for mental health and. Uh, you know, not putting as much pressure on myself, and you know, likewise, it appears that's that's the same sort of thing that you're you're kind of adopting as well. So, uh, yeah. Well, before you before we let you go, Peter, we we, we do have to ask you some fartlet questions. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're aware of these that, that, that we won't trip you up too much. Uh, so the, the no particular order really. We'll just do it. You know, I'll do one, and Tommy can do the other. Um, What's your favourite pre-race meal? Uh, boring, but just porridge, honey, banana, and some berries in it. Nice, easy food that I know I can ingest without any, any nice. difficulties. Nice. Solid. I like that. 
Uh, do you know, my eyes got drawn to the one question on the list, which, I'm not, which was worst race experience. Can you believe that? <laughs> we can go. I can't remember that one. So probably, I don't know. I'll go for worst run experience. I know okay. this, this summer I went on a holiday to the Western Isles. I kind of thought it was a really windy day and I'd marked out a route from Lewis thinking it's like, well, it's slightly downhill in the second half of the wind in my face. It won't be too bad. Um, but yeah, in Stornoway, the wind can really blow. Even Aberdeen, Forest, Farsoe, yeah. I've never had anything in this. So that generally was the least enjoyable run ever of 10 miles. Oh. Comically, you know, those runs for it's like a physically... Yeah, I was probably running every mile a minute slower than <laughs> the other side and not able to do anything. So, speaking uh, of um, for that as worse. Speaking of like Aberdeen wind, I was looking at your I was looking at your power of ten profile earlier on, and it's amazing when you start seeing someone like I get that I remember. Oh yeah, there's like the number of races we've done, same races. Like you've done, see you've been up mm-hmm. and done bigger Hughes as well, and it's uh, it's I did. Well, the, well, the wind, the Baker Hughes one, where it was just along the promenade. I think yeah. the wind was in the face for all two miles and actually well, that race me down of a low point as well actually and the mile markers had all been slightly out until like <laughs> five, or eight or something so you get that false in your head it's almost like i don't know you just ignore your watch and it's like well this is okay but then yeah. it was a kilometer must have made up the difference i'm i said that one i, I totally forgotten about that race but that, that's <laughs> the worst race experience as well actually they get those markers wrong every single year. And the 5K clock is always at the wrong point. But I'm, you're absolutely right. I always do the same. I know I've not run three miles yet. But when I see that mark, I'm like, oh, sweet. I've done the 5K. Like, and you yeah, convince yourself otherwise. It's almost like everyone on the race is like, we won't, we won't tell anyone. We'll just all go along with this shit. And then it's, yeah. And it's like, oh. I was race directing that last year. Not yeah. anymore. Obviously, because things but uh yeah i'll make sure if it ever happens again and I, I do get that opportunity or we get the opportunity to start back up make sure the mile markers in the right place yeah. and as well well you probably see as well from the photos in the background we're a big aberdeen fan and then after that race later on that day i've been lost four nil to ross county oh, so, oh, oh. What, what a day yeah. what a day out yeah <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, oh. I mean, that's not too bad. You know, Ross County is quite close to third, third Ross, the closest kind of big, big uh, premiership club to, to your hometown, eh? But, yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's just 100 miles away, but I, it's oh, not, yeah, no, I don't, yeah. After Aberdeen, I don't mind the Ross County deal. <laughs> um, what's your favourite shoe? What's your, your training shoe or your race shoe of choice? I think. I tend to fluctuate between three different shoes. I think the Brooks Adrenaline. I'm not good at remembering exactly the names, but those are, Mm -hmm. that's what I wore when I did the two marathons at the Meadows. Um, I think almost mentally, once you do something in one, it's kind of like, yeah. So I'm over there. Do you run in a a kind of race shoe then, or is that like the training shoe? Well, maybe not training shoe, but is the Brooks Adrenaline not like a, the GTS, that not like a kind of clumpier oh, type shoe. I used to run on that, so yeah, it's like a sort of it's a salt, it's a good mileage shoe, yeah. Aye, that's it. Oh, okay. oh, absolutely, so like we could be giving myself uh, maybe the yourself. 20 seconds. Sorry. Right. No, I do five for, minutes or so. Eh? I tend to like when I go below 10k, oh, is this so kind of fast which is it? Maybe oh, yeah. I go oh, very nice. I tend to. What is it? The Asics numbers 22s. I think are a really good marathon training one in that. Mm-hmm. I tend to find whenever I have a little niggle, 
they tend to be the best ones then on a long run, just when everything's starting itself out. And yeah. what else have got so many triumphs? I tend I do tend to retake in a three or four different pairs uh, within a couple of days just to uh, I like that. I'm a I've got a lot of respect for folk who retake the shoes. I like that. I'm a, I'm, version of Celine Dion. Yeah, I've got I, I you know during the Christmas period I went and run I ran every day in a different type of shoe. Like not just like a different shoe, an actual different model. It was <laughs> I got to like Friday and realized I was on for it, so I kept going. Anyway, that's a different story for a different time. What's your favorite distance, Pete? Uh, I think favorite distance always I like hitting 38k. That's more of a mental one in my head for doing long runs. The reason is, I have these rules in my head of like, once I go with 30k, that's basically my limit to eat anything I want the rest of the day. <laughs> so whenever I do a Sunday long run and it hits 30k, I kind of know that I, the fridge door is open and anything within there is I, good to go. Nice. The furnace is, is, uh, is fueled, right? The burn ending. Yeah, I like it. Uh, the last second last one I've got what's your favourite training session one I quite like doing I do like iPod shuffle fartlet which we've been doing during lockdown a lot which is really simply one song on one song off so it's kind of like effort level for whenever one song's playing and then off for the next one and just uh, how, in mind kind of roughly how we need to do it kind of works out roughly most songs are about four minutes so it's kind of one kilometer-ish and I kind of like ones cool. like that where there's just a slight unexpected element to it so it's you roughly prepare but you can get the odd heartbreak one with some like purple rain or something comes on <laughs> so like, and effort coming up or whatever so uh, I'll go for that one that's a really cool yeah. session actually that's a uh... I like that. I, I might maybe give that a shot sometime. That's pretty cool. Um, what the last one for me is you've got one more race you can do. You can be one you've already run. It can be one you've yet to run, a real bucket list race. What would it be? I've got to say it is finishing on the marathon. That's like a definite goal for whenever whatever it happens. I've got an entry for this year. It feels pretty doubtful that'll happen, but I, I definitely won... Yeah, I do want to finish that race. I want nice. to make it, make it past Buckingham Palace next time, hopefully. Yeah, that's fine. Right. And the, the last one I've got is, uh, if, have you ever done a beer mile before? Or if you ever? No, I've not. I'm terrible at trying to down like fizzy drinks and beers and stuff. So I think I'll probably end up doing one lap and then. Yeah. <laughs> what sort of time do you think you could run if you're to try and complete it? To do the beer mile. Is it a full point you have to down in between? Each lap. It's a full pint, isn't it, Tom? Or is it, it is, a- yeah, it is indeed. It's a full pint, uh, a full pint, and yeah, four of them. So, Queen's Rules, yeah. full pint. Uh, so, I'll try and work back so my one mile PB is just over five minutes, adding in. Uh, it's going to try and break seven minutes, maybe. That'll be my kind of oh, first. That's, all right. that's, a, that's a quick time, eh? you got kind of, yeah, I guess you have to be in best 30 seconds. Yeah. Be quite. No, so maybe let's go eight. I don't think, I, I think I'm struggling enough downing the four drinks in two minutes. So, yeah, let's start with eight at least and then give me something to work on. So, there's uh, a virtual uh, beer mile uh, happening at some point, a TRS virtual beer mile, but 
but think who knows, time will tell. So, yeah, well, Peter, it's been an absolute privilege having you on the show. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, firstly, it's great that you're, you know, you're fully fit and you're, you're healthy again and you're, you're training um, again, hopefully for something in the near future. Um, and also, yeah, just all your volunteering that you're doing for the club, you know, it's, it's, I'm sure it's hugely appreciated by NBC and, and, you know, the, the community there. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 I'm sure we'll see you at some, some ultra marathon at some point, no doubt. Uh, well, we're going to see you at London, uh, London for sure first. When you're there, we'll be, uh, we'll see you at London for sure. We look forward to celebrating you finishing up. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed it's not too far away, yeah. But yeah, and thanks for having me on. It's a good no, chance. Better than most meetings I have in this room. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. All, All right. right. We'll Cheers, take care, Peter. Pete. Cool. Cheers, guys. Catch you you Cheers. Bye. So that's uh, that's Peter Simpson there. That, that's well, I was a mate. That's the first time I've spoke to Peter, and probably like you, you know, if I look at my power ten, I'll be, I probably have, have ran with him and um, and saw him in, in person. But what Absolutely. an incredible story! And uh, you know, there's, there's so many folk who that's happened to, and you know, and, and they've they've come out. They've come out the other side, um, and and some unfortunately who who haven't. And you know, yeah. one one particular person, I want to um, you know pay a little bit of a, a, a tribute and, and kind of best wishes to is uh, John John Kyniston as well, who's um, he's a real ultra stalwart in in this in the Scottish running scene. Um, you know, does a lot of um, kind of content in terms of of of. Uh, for, for things like the West Highland Way and uh, he's the kind of host for the West Highland Way podcast. He's recently just done the um, the run, he's co-host of the Run to the Hills podcast, but unfortunately last week he had a heart attack and um, he's, he's not in a, you know, he's, he's not in a great way at the moment um, and, you know, we really do hope that he, he pulls through and um, and comes out the other side, uh, you know, hopefully like, uh, like, like, like Peter has, um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so I, I hope everyone sends the you, you know your wishes on on the best wishes for him, and uh, and I know he's doing. There's a lot of of chat and there's the virtual spine ultras on. A lot of people are dedicating his runs to to him. Um, you know, he's got an entry and he's he's clocking up the mileage, and all the other runners who are taking part are running under his name, which is you know an amazing tribute. So. Um, yeah, that's you know that that's it from from my side. Uh, yeah. John recovers quickly and, and well. So indeed, yeah. best wishes, uh, best wishes, John. Um, well, maybe on a on a slightly brighter note, then it's we talked. So we're twenty it's twenty twenty one. Um, one thing that we've that we and a few you can see on the TRS Strava Facebook group, which a lot of runners have uh, have jumped on as well. Is is uh, is run Rabby run, which is our yeah. Uh, our way to kickstart the year we're uh, 20 very simple 25 minutes a day from January 1st till Robert Burns night on the 25th of January and uh, and throwing in some strides every 50 as, as a way of introducing a good running training habits and some people sort of roll their eyes at running streaks and I think it's we've said on on social media it's important we just think we think marathons a great thing in December you know and a lot of people use that as a way to to keep running through what is quite a busy month. And I've you know done that in the past myself. And I think, 
you know, some people do dry January and you've now people do veganuary, gads. But um, I think, I, of course, I'm joking. I've got full respect for vegans. <laughs> but I think, uh, I think it's really cool. I think from, you know, especially this year or all years when there's maybe not races on the calendar. I've got to say, I'm struggling for motivation at the moment. I really am. Um, and actually, so I, it's been really good for me because even on the 3rd of January, when I was flying back to Paris. I had a reasonably early flight and I was going to be in transit all day and I, th- I wasn't going to get into Paris till about half past 9pm and I thought I'm not going to get a run when I get in because of the curfew and actually it got me thinking I've got to get my 25 minutes in and I literally did 25 dead. I got out of bed early, jumped on the treadmill, banked them in and you know I wouldn't have done it otherwise. So I think it's really nice to have that sort of streak. So listeners, if you're on a streak, crack on and whether you want to call it a streak or not, it's 25 minutes can be a, the slowest run walk you've ever done. It can be part of a session, whatever you want to do. It's about getting through January now and then. And, do, uh, do you know what as well? Like some people might might not have, have managed to do a run every day, but you know, this it's now the 11th of January. You can still do run, rabbi run, you know, you, you don't have to not do it. It's, it's still a streak of some sort. Um, so yeah, yeah, let us know, you know, tag run, Rabbi run, share, share the love, let us know that you're doing it and, you know, we'll give out some shout outs as well. And, uh, and it's good to, to hear, you know, that people are doing something if it's, if it's, um, if it's helping, you know, this, there's many streaks as you say, but this is a great one, I think. And, uh, you know, you, you get a haggis at the end of it as well, eh? Absolutely. absolutely. You get any haggis? Is there any hard guys in there in France that you can try and nick, or are you gonna have I'm to not, so you know, sure get the listeners to send you one? I think I might have to get someone to send it and apply the the, the customs that we need <laughs> to send to get some to France now. Because on the on Burns Night, my my team at work, I've I've assured them that we're going to be doing something. It may be just getting because they're always mocking how crap my French is. So it may just be I get them all to read a oh. a, a Burns poem like we used to yeah, all do at school. And yeah. you know that that Haggai that's going to you know, Haggis that's going to be sent to you it needs to go in isolation as well for fourteen days. So we're you know we need to get that. I mean it's eleventh now, so we really need to get that sent today. Absolutely, yeah, good point. Do you know? I mean, this is and again, this is non-running chat, but you might be interested, Kel, because I haven't actually we've actually I haven't actually spoken to you since I got here. So coming to the uh, France through Brexit, so I've got you get a stamp in your passport now. So I've got a stamp like uh, a France stamp on my passport, which seems oh, bonkers. Nice. So uh, that's like the, the arrival thing is it was just it's really bizarre um, coming in, um, you know, this the whole non-EU thing. And, you know, it's into, uh, some, it makes getting flown over a little bit more complicated um, plus COVID. So, it's, yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a it's the whole there's a lot happening in the world at the moment. But we're yeah, yeah hopefully we've got I mean, the good thing is hopefully we've got some races. And I was saying just before. Pete jumped on my the reason I've another good reason for me to do this streak is that on the January uh, January twenty fourth I think it is is the uh, the departmental cross country in France so the so that's that's like the day before uh, the end of Run Rabbit Run so Run Rabbit Run pretty much <laughs> takes me to the departmental cross country champs if it, ha- if it I hope you're going to do more than twenty five minutes uh, you know before then eh? but at least is the, the key word there. So what's uh, you know just talking about that cross country? Are, are you um you know what's the distance is what's the course like? So I understand looking at the look. I don't know anything about the course. 
Uh, no idea. I looked at a map where I know where it is, but I have no idea what 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 the course is like. But no the I think it's eight k. I think that the you've got the de, you've got departmental, regional. So your department in France is like so we're we're actually in ninety two, which uh, and you and you've also got which we're in Fort de Seine. You also got Paris itself is seventy five, but then you've got regional, which is like which is comprised of multiple departments. So our region is Ile de France, which is like the sort of greater Paris, if you like. And then you've got the national champs. So you have, I think that from what I've read, region, departmental and regional are 8K and then the national is 10K. And it's really interesting. Right. Like it's all about, you've got to qualify your way up through the, the, the various events. And, I, and the race, there's a 10K on the 30th of January in Paris, which I'd like to do, which is a qualifier for the uh, regional and national. And to run at the national champs, you have to clock 34... I think it's 34 dead for a man, a senior man. So I right, you'll to, be fine then. Yeah, I should be. Yeah. I, I think I can run that, but the, the the thing is, you need to you need to get out there and run it. You know, so that's which is good. It's a good incentive. I don't know when the national champs are, but if I get an opportunity to race in the month, I'll go in looking to go. I don't know, mid 33s, maybe low 33s. Just well, to get the I love that. I mean, you've also done a virtual 10k in the last couple of weeks, and you, you clocked a cheeky wee 33.48 for the. The good old eighth place or something, didn't you? Yeah, for the master, the virtual masters. masters but, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to be in it to win it. I guess. I mean, it's not. It I, wasn't well, the most competitive. You know, I'll, I'll tell you a, wee, a cheeky wee story here. I I actually did it. Um, did you? But what did you I run? My suit or to load into my foot in, into Strava. I like uh, this story. No idea why, but uh, I've got a fix now. But I ended up having yeah. to do. It was like, uh, God, what was it? It was like eight, seven. Was it? 17 turns yeah 17 turns on like a 500 meter i can't remember it was about 17 that. turns blimey and i like 600 meter um up and back and forth like on the, the oh snow my in the god it was nasty yeah oh it was uh but i got like uh 34 or seven so you know i didn't qualify nice. unfortunately but i was doing <laughs> it again. i'm aiming for tom's time tommy's time so i can try and you know but but now so you could upload it. We would have had a met. We would have a decent metro uh, team there, mate. Well, it's I, I managed to upload it today, but it's probably too late. Eh? Okay, I think it may well be. So actually, on on the point of racing France, actually, so I was reading about the departmental, regional, national, etc., and the list of national champs, which let me open it now because they've got the national, which we might be able to get you into. The national, uh, they've got a twenty-four hour race, um, oh. which is. Yeah, and also a national 100k race. So there's a that could be quite cool. So yeah, let me get this. uh, Let me sorry, two seconds. Uh, All these listeners, this is um, happening in real time. But it's a really interesting format. I know it's funny, you know, coming from being involved in in a a club in Scotland and and actually getting the you know getting used to seeing what's going on. in a different country in terms of like the club running it's really interesting actually and i'm kind of i think there's some things i really like i really like this concept of like you know you see it like in films and like american sort of you know classic the football team and the basketball team you know regionals nationals all that i really like the idea of like in scotland of making that of going for that district uh maybe you could have like a sort of grampy and then then east then national and you know scotland's not such a big place so maybe it wouldn't work but people say oh you can't be elitist but actually it's not because it's it's 
every it's giving everyone a chance a chance to make that next run. And you know, for someone like me, I'm not going to make the French national champs. I don't know how many people run it, but if I can make the the regionals, that would be great. So it gives everyone a kind of uh, something to shoot for. And I think I think sometimes we lack the properly structured competition a little bit. Um, not probably not probably structured competition. That's the wrong word I'm looking for. I think we lack like a sort of hearing on on races that might get people uh, um, you know, fired up for these sort of things. Uh, right, 24 hours, here we go. The 24-hour champs, right? So, Kyle, you need to have... Uh, let me translate. Um, yeah, you, not, you need to be licensed and you need to demonstrate that you can clock, that you're able to run... Uh, 24 hours? I'm not, am I? No, no, I think you need to... You need to say you need to be able to demonstrate that you you're able to run 120 kilometers. So you'll have to demonstrate you run that, which is what's, what's that? That's like 80 that's, miles, is it? That's nothing for 24 it, hours. No, no, no. But you, I think it's just like they're not going to let you. They won't let someone rock up. You need to say ah, even yeah, though it's a training. Yeah, I don't know. I I yeah. guess I don't know how yeah, you would demonstrate that. It's just to just yeah. to get in. When is it? Then? That's the, that's the question. Mm. This is, this is bad chat, like for it is really bad chat. Um, <laughs> well, people are interested to know what you're going to be doing. So, they, last they, year, <laughs> last year it was going to be in October. Uh, so actually, no, so it was held in October. So, it must so in, in turn, it's probably going to be October this year. Um, oh. the winner, the winner, uh, spoken come to another, another time. It seems to be a I think, anyway, it's all I think it's by oh no, here we go. The oh no, it's by. 248 kilometers for the win. 248, that's quite quick. Oh, that's well, I don't know. How, I don't know how. What's 248 kilometers in miles? That's. Uh, uh, I think the GB standards about that. So okay, it's not bad. Uh, I don't see any Brits yeah. in there actually. Anyway, there you go. So I'll once well, I find a date for that, you might need to. We might need to get your cheeky affiliation if you want to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're going yeah, to be doing the Scottish Thomas well. team. In Thomas yeah, exactly. team. Team language. Ah, oh, well, well, that's. Yeah, well, let, let's make that a date then. Um, and the, the only other thing I was going to mention that's kind of kind of limited to or, or relevant to what we just spoke about there is uh, is Hoka, uh, the, the brand Hoka One One or One One, whatever you would, however you interpret the, the name. Um, they are going to be doing a, a world record attempt for a hundred k, which I'm up for me as a as an ultra, and I'm quite in, uh, you know excited by this, and I'll be interested to know. How it goes. So yeah, they're gonna the, 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 essentially it's they're launching a new Carbon X uh, two carbon fiber racing shoe, um, and yeah, it's gonna, the world record attempt is going to be in the twenty third of January in Phoenix, Arizona, and it's also going to be simultaneously um, should, uh, taking place in Japan in Chiba. Oh wow, that's quite cool. Uh, that's very cool. I don't know if it's going to be at the same time. In fact, no, it's not. I think they're gonna. The record, well, the, the race is going to, the world record attempt is going to be in at 7 a.m. in Japan. And then I think a few hours later, it will then be in, uh, in Phoenix. So Arizona. So it's going to be quite interesting. January the 23rd. Um, so, yeah, we'll send the link. Once we know what the link is, we'll certainly share that. Um, mainly the, certainly it's going to be mainly Hoka athletes, you know, because it's, 
lunch, the lunch in their own shoe. But interestingly, Camille Heron's now part of Hoka. She was a night trail athlete. Now she's been she's mm. transferred their allegiance in uh, towards Hoka, which is quite interesting. So that is interesting. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I, I think I'll be. There's a lot of good runners. Jim Bobsby, for one, uh, he's running it. The record is four nine. Sorry, six oh nine fourteen, which is five minutes and fifty six seconds per mile pace. And that was recently um, that was recently set by Japan's Neo Kazami in 2018, and that record was stood, stood by uh, was by Don Ritchie, our local ultra running legend. Uh, that you know the record that he broke. So it was a, it's a, it's a fantastic time, um, and uh, I, I I think it will go. Uh, the women's mark is 6:33 pace. 6.19 per mile pace, and that was set in 2000 by Japan's to- Tomo- Tomoe Abbey. Um, so it's going to be some quick times, and you know, I, I don't know who's. I, I I think the record will go, but I don't know who's going to get. It, is the question? That's, I think Jim might have an attack on it, and he he did break the 50 mile one uh, by yeah, it was last year, was it in Sacramento? And that was four hours and 50 minutes, which is, yeah, just about 5.50 pace, I think. Wow, um, that's moving. Yeah, so I, I doubt you will. Uh, and a few other quick guys are taking part in it as well. Well, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to know who's going to... Kyle, we've lost you, mate. Back in the notes and on our socials as well. And we'll keep you up to date. Do you know what's interesting is that if that was a Nike event, so they, people would slate it. There you go, Tom. Still that was an, I am oh, there, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, if that was a Nike event, it would get slated by some people because it's, it's, it's Nike manufacturing a record. But because it's Hoka, it seems to get more, a little bit more uh, love. But, um, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah. January twenty third, you say? January the twenty third, I think. Yeah. Nice. Or the twenty first, something like that. We'll, we'll, we'll let we'll let everyone we know. Catch anyway. up on that. Um, yeah. Brand, I think uh, that's really cool. Interestingly, speaking of brands, another thing that struck I thought was quite interesting is the. Uh, it's very much this time of year. It's all about new signings. I noticed that um, we've seen a few different athletes change. Uh, affiliation and whatnot, and you see some social media posts announce it. Um, the one that was in, the, you know, the one that was interesting was Charlotte Purdue, who's a Nike athlete, who's moved to Adidas, which is not only quite telling about, you know, the capabilities Adidas now have on from a road shoe, but also it's it just it's cool to see people moving around. And it made me think I'd love to see like a sort of January window, like a sort of transfer news of like, oh, so and so's, oh, we've got so and so moved to Adidas, so and so moved to Nike, because it's kind of you get a couple of years ago, it was just, it felt like every man and his dog was running in Nike. I remember there was a London Marathon start line and even, even our man Fat Simpson was in a Nike vest and Nike shoes, you know, and I remember watching that and I, I like Nike kit and Nike shoes. Well, I'm trying to use different ones, but I was, uh, I was very much, uh, I thought, God, everyone's running Nike now. And it's really cool. A few years later, we've got, a re- it feels like there's a much more even spread of, of athletes now, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, I get. I, I think I heard some of that, Tom. You're you're breaking up your good old well, uh, three Gs. Uh, it's starting to crack it. on, yeah. Well, I think uh, we should. Pro- let's just call it. Maybe let's so. just call that now. I'll let you wrap it up then. 
I think that's a good ramble anyway, just over an hour, folks. So an hour of our time and uh, hopefully an hour of, of a, a successful double run, rabbi run for you all. Um, so on that note, folks, we, what we'll say is, um, you know, firstly, if you do want to get in contact with us, you can email us at tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. You can get us on our socials. Uh, and also, you know, subscribe and, you know, to all our pod, you know, to our podcast so that you can get them instantaneously. And also leave us a review. It would be much appreciated. And that gives us a bit more, um, uh, a bit more kind of cred in the world of, of in, in, in the actual street. So in the world of podcasting, I was meant to say there. So, um, yeah, other than that, we've got a couple of amazing guests coming up in the next kind of few weeks. So do stay tuned and, um, yeah, and stay up to date with all our socials as well. So is anything else you want to say, Tommy? No. Have a good week, listeners. We'll speak to you in the next uh, week or so. Hopefully I've got some internet and I can actually, uh, we can have a proper uh, <laughs> call. And, uh, and yeah, enjoy, enjoy Ali, Ali McIver.